Welcome back, everybody, to the Beards and Bros podcast. It's your boy, Tim. Uh, yeah, we're back with uh, part two of We Need to Talk. So, um, yeah, as I had mentioned in the end of part one, you know, we kind of wrap up some stuff about how it you know, may be affecting those around us and us in general and the situations. Uh, and we talk a little bit about the stigma in this one and, uh, you know, kind of wrap everything up in, in a nice little package and get it out to you. So uh, we're pretty excited about it. But um I know we were pretty pumped about coming back this season. Please let us know if there's anything you guys want to talk about. Just uh, hit us up on the social media uh, or possibly email one of us. Or if you know us personally, shoot us a message. Um, if you want to be a, a guest, we're more than happy to do that too. You can bring your own subject and we'll just let us know ahead of time so we can do a little research on it if we're not as uh, informed. Um, but we're more than happy to tackle some things. So, um, you know, thanks everybody for listening. We hope that you enjoy this episode of uh, of Beards and Bros podcast. So uh, here we go with uh, part two of uh, We Need to Talk. This is the Beards and Bros podcast. On behalf of Jew, Joe, and myself, Tim, enjoy the episode. Increased health problems. Um, I can see where that would be a problem, right? I, I will probably be the first to admit to you. I have a tendency to maybe eat my emotions. Uh, <laughs> the, the other day when Penny was getting her surgery, I went out and got donuts. <laughs> I was, I wanted to feel better with my donuts. Um, probably not the healthiest thing to do. And uh, one of the other things in here was just a loss of faith in marriage and a family unit, which I get too, right? Um, if you don't see it work in the most intimate of settings, why are you going to believe that it can work in your life at some point too? Um, you know, I've heard Maddie say a couple of times, like, I don't even know if I want to be married. I don't know if I want kids. And that breaks my heart because I want a grandbaby that I can hold too at some point. Um, and I want her we to be share. happy with somebody. Yeah, okay, good. It's uh, <laughs> okay. We can share. It's okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Big but Uncle yeah. Timmy. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those are things that I definitely can see. Um, you know, I know again, uh, oh, wait, right in front of my face. See, now I got to go get donuts. <laughs> oh, oh, you prick. <laughs> um, That's good. So, yeah, I mean, I think, again, it's just, uh, you know, for the kids part of it, it's a very, um, it's, it is hard to deal with because you have to ensure that you are going to be the, a bigger person, you and that other, that other party, right? Your, your spouse are a bigger person to, to not shit all over that other person so that they don't walk away going, well, this all happened because of dad or because of mom or whatever. And you have to, you have to remember if you're married, that's still your child's mother or father, regardless of what happened between the two of you, that will always be dad. That will always be mom. Right. Do not use your children as a bargaining chip in that though. I know Does a that, lot of people that do and you're wrong, you know? I say the sad reality of that is that oftentimes it's not reciprocated on the other end. You can have that mentality, you can have that intent, and you can uphold that on your end, but then you send them to the other parent, and oftentimes the sad reality of the life is that that doesn't happen. You know, you're getting, you know, the other parent's getting slammed on the other end, and right. like you said, and it's I your get weaponized and right and i get the thing of you want to protect your kids that's fine protect your kids all day long yeah but that's However, the opposite right that's the opposite when you weaponize them against the other person mm -hmm. and you do it on purpose right you know and we don't it, realize the damage that we do to this next generation of adult people soon to be mentally by the things that we're doing right now because we don't we don't pay close enough attention to that. We don't pay close enough attention to the shit that's coming out of our mouths and the stuff that we're doing. Right. Right. You know, because nobody's perfect. Let's be honest. You know, you let one fly once in a while. I maybe let a comment slip. Uh, and they've already heard all kinds of bad stuff on the other side. And you're like, oh, shit. So that's validation for them. Right. And it's just, right. it messes these kids up, man. It, you know, before they ever even have a chance to get out of the gate. Right. Absolutely. 
So and a, go ahead. I know. You know finish your thought because I'm I was just change, say, changing you know, the narrative here in Because I was thinking about <laughs> kids and you know counseling or therapy or like help with their mental health and with the shortage of mental health care workers in in this country right now, like you can't even you can't even get your kids help if they need it. You know, you're you're on a waiting list for six months. It's uh, it's nuts. Yeah. I mean, especially now, because we're also coming out of the pandemic, which caused a lot of mental health issues that people are, you know, now being, I mean, look, so um, just, just to touch on that a little bit, uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard, maybe Joe, I know you sometimes disconnect yourself from the, from reality a little here um, when it comes to the news, <laughs> but uh, Joe, Jude, I'm sure, you know, George Santos, right? This, uh, this guy from, what is he from Florida, I believe? um yeah or new oh no new york he's no new, new york. york yeah, yeah. New York. um he is like a liar. Florida and he's just fucking crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. uh he Who is a, there there's a, a a what is his name george something santos is it okay so yeah he's from he's from new york and he is like a compulsive liar like he will say things that are just complete like he lied in order basically to get elected he's now being you know like they're going to kind of take a look take- into him a little bit and see if they can <laughs> maybe get him out. But um, yeah, so and it continues like just, and they may, they may making fun of him a lot on like Saturday night live, like the late night shows. Cause he'll Mitt just be Romney, like, Mitt Romney during the state of the union address looked right at him and told him you don't belong here. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. When Mitt yeah. Romney tells you, <laughs> you <know>? right. <laughs> um, but yeah, this guy is just like, all over the place and they're saying now being a compulsive liar is a mental health issue Mm -hmm. um so you know we just keep adding to it so you know it's hard to get that time never mind (laughs) moving on Uh, another story but yeah so wait what what did i (laughs) another time another Another time different different podcast Yeah. yeah um so my question to you guys is something that I thought about while we were sitting here. When you had, and and Joe, you can pick from either one. Uh, <laughs> when you, oh, sorry, oh, oh, sorry oh, I have a little bit of a date, oh, buddy. I'm sorry. My, <laughs> no, but see, I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, you, it's not fair. Joe has options. <laughs> yeah. I have more experience. Right cool. there, you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when it the initial it initially happened, I'm curious. What was the first thing you thought about that you were going to be missing out on? Not the relief of it. Like, thank God I'm not going to have to deal with this anymore. The first thing you thought about that you would be missing out on. Oh, that's a good question. So I can, I'll talk to mine first. Um, Mine first and foremost, obviously was, is this going to affect my relationship with Maddie? Um, second, uh, I'm, I was, I'm, I have built a really good relationship with her family. And so, you know, I was like, man, like I probably won't be a part of their Christmases anymore or their Thanksgivings or, you know, well, we didn't really do Thanksgiving with them, but like that kind of stuff, like, am I going to be still a part of that? Because I do care about them and I, you know, want to, still kind of be a part of that. And I've been informed by them now that that's not going to change. I'm always invited. I'm always welcome, you know, so, so relief is good. Um, but you know, that was something that came to mind immediately after, after kind of like things, you know, how your mind races, that was one of the first things that came to my head. Like, Oh my God, like, like I'm going to be missing out on basically a whole part of what I consider family, you know, for the rest of my life. And I was going to, that was, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Family for me, like you said, first thing comes to mind and I'm taking my choice of round number one. Um, I, my son, you know, I'm, I thought, geez, what is this going to do to him? What is this going to do with our family? We're not a family anymore. What is this? I don't know. Your head's in a weird space when you're going through that for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully the only time hopefully never most of you um but yeah you think about what you know am I gonna am I gonna be the weekend dad forever for the rest of my life am I gonna get to attend this holiday or this important thing or how is this gonna work you know are they gonna get remarried am I gonna get remarried you really kind of worry about the family dynamic and what you're 
missing on that mm-hmm. yeah i think um uh, for me like my first thought was the boys mm-hmm. you know that was my first immediate thought was what's going to happen with them how are we going to do this with the boys and you know um i know the one question or the one thing that i said during my divorce to my ex-wife the very first and only thing that i worried about was i told her i said are you going to change their last name that was big for me yeah you know i they're my kids or our kids sorry our kids um and she told me she's like i would never do that to you regardless I would never do that to you. Like that was my biggest fear was that I was going to lose my kids, you know, and, and that would have been the nail in the coffin for me, you know, if I would have lost my boys, um, that, that was my biggest fear whenever I got divorced was, Oh my God, what's going to happen with kids? You know, I didn't think of anything else other than that families and stuff like that, you know, like, and like, and like I said, in stop it for crying out cornflakes. (laughs) um my biggest thing was you know with family and stuff like that was i'm happy with who i am um i'm happy whether i'm with you or i'm without you so like as far as family and stuff like that that didn't really that that didn't cross my mind or anything like that i still had my family Mm -hmm. you know um my biggest thing was the boys was man i'm getting divorced what's going to happen to the boys Hmm. you know and and nothing you know it was just anytime i wanted them i had them you know and we we did really good with um birthdays celebrations anything like that you know we we were there regardless right put the kids first you know we put the kids first and that was very important god put the kids first so yeah i agree with that yep um you know i i consider us kind of lucky in the sense that you know we don't have to go through a lot of you know how are we going to split up our time kind of thing because maddie is going to college next year and she's going to be 18 and be able to make those decisions on her own um you know what i've thought about holidays like what's the next big holiday going to look like next year during thanksgiving and christmas i don't want her to not be with her mom and her grandmother but I also want to be able to see her and spend time and do the same kind of basic thing of having a meal and opening gifts. And again, buddy, you make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't have no doubt that we won't. Yeah. I have no doubt that we won't, but uh, it's just a, it's just something that's on my mind because that that's the other things, you know, that come to mind then it's like, what change, how is this changing in my life now? Because for the last seven or eight years, it was wake up, open presents, have a breakfast and be a family. And now I'm going to be doing that somewhere else and hoping that I get time to spend with, you know, my daughter and she, I don't think she won't want to, um, but I feel like she'll be torn. And I also don't want her to feel that way too. I want her to feel like she, you know, isn't going to hurt my feelings. If I'm not the first person she comes to, you know, if she goes to her mom's first, that's fine, but just don't forget about me. You know, (laughs) like, um, you know, I am, I am her father, but I am not her biological, but I think she (laughs) respects the, what I, you know, what I have tried to do to be her father. And I hope that, you know, she, you know, I'm just going to sound horrible to say, but I just hope she remembers that so that, you know, I don't have to worry about that decision later. I don't think she will. I think. I was going to say, I don't think you're going to have to worry about that. Yeah. And I don't know if Amanda would even allow that because she, I think is equally as, um, as, uh, thankful with what I have done with Maddie and been, you know, for her. So, um, and even, you know, even in, in this whole thing. So it's, uh, I don't think she would let that happen, but it's just, it's just something that comes to mind. And, and yeah, Megan, I'm sorry. I don't mean to make you cry, but you know, I think you have to be honest with those emotions and I can't be. Here's my thing, man. If we got a kidnapper, we'll do it. Yeah. Right. we'll have to get a new car for that you know anybody know anybody with a white band you know <laughs> i just have to get the candy and the clown suit out the back and we're yeah good. she's well she yeah yeah you know <laughs> um but yeah i mean i think those are all concerned there's always something uh you know for someone who maybe 
they don't have kids involved, it might be a different feeling. You know, if there's not children involved and there's a split, you know, we, no matter which situation we've all have that we, there is a child involved in it of one way or another, even if it's someone that bring you bring them into that relationship, like, like Joe, in your second situation, you brought a child into that situation and that's not easy, right? She brought children into that relationship and, you know, you build connections, you build relationships, you love them yeah. as if they are family. Extra blended. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> so, so, you know, those are situations that are hard too. And, um, let me ask you, Joe, because Jude, you, you know, you and Megan, Megan didn't have kids coming into it. Uh, Joe, you went into another relationship where there were going to be other kids. Did you ever feel like, um, you know, was Noah going to be concerned that you were going to build a better, better relationship with, you know, I'm just going to say the name Bromwin's children than, than him, or, you know, did you feel like he ever had that feeling? Did he ever talk to you about something like that? It's weird. I don't feel that he did as much then as he does. Cause he was about four when we yeah. got together. I don't think at four that he really worried about that. Or if he did, we not, I don't ever really remember talking about it, but uh, more recently with the relationship that I'm in now, yeah, that's uh, it's funny that you bring that up because that is something that he worried a little bit about at the beginning here, but not so much there. Does yeah. that make sense? So that was it on your mind? Is it on your mind? Um, it was, you know, I was curious. But, well, and there was also a really big age gap mm -hmm. um, between, I mean, her youngest, I don't know exactly how many years older he is than, than mine, but um, there was a bit of an age gap there. So I was, those two primarily, I was worried how they would get along, mm -hmm. you know, and not just one side, like I was worried how it was going to affect her, you know, her son as well. Yeah. Um, and the other two, not so much because they were kind of older and entering into adulthood and, you know, um, so, I mean, there wasn't an, an overwhelming amount of concern, but it's something I thought about something that came up surely, you know, you worry about, you know, when you guys are living together, how's everyone going to get along? How's everyone's routines going to clash? How's everyone going to adapt to being around each other all the time? You know? Right. Um, you know, that that's a situation currently that I'm going through because, you know, um, uh, Holly and I, who, you know, this is the other person that I'm seeing, she has two children and they're, one is close to Maddie's age and the other is a, a few years, about uh, five years difference. So I worry that she's going to feel some kind of pressure or worry about me building relationships with them because I'm going to see them more often in the uh -huh. coming years because she'll be off at college. Did you guys um, talk about that yet? We haven't because they haven't met yet either. Um, okay. they haven't, we have the children have not met. So, so that is the, that is the next step kind of thing. Uh, we're getting close to it, but, uh, I understand what you mean though, I would, I definitely, I'd be worried about that too. Yeah. Like, cause you, that's a natural thing that, you know, would come up. Yeah. I, I have, I have said to her before, you know, I was getting serious with anybody that if I dated somebody with kids, like, you know, you're my kid, I'm not looking to be someone else's father you're my kid. And I, you know, when I started seeing Holly more seriously, and we started talking more seriously about stuff like that. I said, you know, I, I know your kids aren't looking for a dad. I'm not trying to be their dad. I mean, obviously I want to build good relationships with them and I want them to be able to respect me and I want to respect them. And I want them to be able to come to me with issues and, and, you know, be able to help them with things and stuff as well. But Maddie is my kid. Now, I, you know, maybe a few years down the road, my relationship with them changes a little bit. And, but at this point, this is where I'm at. Right. Um, but I never want Maddie to feel like she is not going to be my kid. <laughs> like she will always be a priority for me. And I think you know, if you talk to her about that, I think knowing the relationship you guys have with one another, uh, I think you guys communicate really well. I think she'd be really open to having that conversation. As long as you talk about that, that, you know, that that'd be really important to her to hear. Mm -hmm. The nice yeah. thing is, the nice thing is also is Maddie's older. Yes. Right. You know, I so. so, I mean, she understands more. Yeah. She'd really appreciate having that conversation. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, like I said, we've kind of touched on it, but I don't think we've had, I think that'll come once we get closer to right. knowing With 
they're going to meet and they're going to have to meet because she wants to go camping. Uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I know that Holly will most likely bring her, her daughter, which is, she's only 12. So, um, you know, there's, you know, the son is 17. He'll probably be a little more busy doing things in the summer, but, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, he could come as well, but I, I, I want them to meet at some point. I mean, she does as well. And I think, I think that, uh, that Holly also has that same pressure, same, you know, when you're bringing kids together, you worry about, are they going to get together? Are they going to, are they going to like each other? Uh, are they worried about me building a better connection with this one and the other one, or, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's, a, that's a real thing, right? Yeah. Spending more time with, or who I see yeah. more. Often. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so other things to think about when it, when this, when this kind of all happens, when the divorce happens is just really the processes you go through, the things that people probably don't think too much about. Um, you know, some people say that it really is, a, there is a grieving process to it. Um, you know, you have to get through that moment. I know for me, it took me a few weeks until I really felt okay. You know, I think the thing with that is, is, you know, I went through that too. Whenever everything happened, it was, you have that, you have that thought of, holy shit, I failed, you know, or, you know, what's going to happen? Where am I going to go? And, and, you know, what do we do from here? Or and how, you know, um, yeah, it, it took me a while to kind of come to grasp with what was going on. Yeah. Um, because you never go into a relationship going, man, five years from now, this fucker's going to fail. <laughs> right. No, we're burning it all down. <laughs> Yeah, we're burning this bitch down now. No, you don't you don't think that. You don't you don't ever think you're gonna cross that bridge. And then whenever it gets you, you know, people are like, Well, I saw it coming. You didn't see the end coming though, unless why didn't the hell you tell me? That's what I said. Right, right. Um, I got a letter, okay, at work that said, Hey, so you've been served. Here you go. When I told um, all you, I'm pretty sure none of you saw it coming because I know I. <laughs> Hell no! You told you told us. I was like, wait, wait, what? What? You know, <laughs> what? What's going on now? Timmy, that was, I know you're a jokester, but yeah, right. this, this is dark. April. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you know, you don't see that coming, and it's the shock, and you have to leave you people alone that. for five minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. But you have to process all of that. Uh-huh. You know, you have to process what's going on and what's happening. And then you think to yourself, you know, how, what am I going to do? What are we going to do? You know, we have things together. How are we going to work that? And you, your brain just starts mm -hmm. going and all these questions that you don't know the answer to right now. Then you got to sit and process it right. and go, okay, one thing at a time, you know, you got to break it down one thing at a time, cross the bridges, whenever you get to them. Um, can't put too many irons in the fire right. because then you know you get lost. Um, so yeah, it takes that. Okay, now that I've kind of calmed down, I understand what's going on. How am I going to react? Mm -hmm. What am I going to do? Um, and then you just get to work. You know, as much well, as much work as you have to put into a relationship. <laughs> for all intents and purposes that's as much work you have to put into getting out of the said relationship yeah sometimes it's more you said you about know, what's all involved you said about grieving i think a lot of people oftentimes are still grieving when they're in the relationship and they've kind of mm -hmm. come to the conclusion that it's on its way out the door um so a lot of grieving is still happening while they're actively together mm -hmm. yeah 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 you know I can see that um jude you bring a pretty good point up is that it's not only it's also it's not only a divorce emotionally from you know someone it's it's it can be a business transaction right you own things together there's a house right. involved there's right. cars there's bank accounts bills um and that is stressful uh so that's who that's what who paid right. for this yes you know well yeah. i paid more money into that or you paid yeah. that. i paid that that's mine you know Right. It, it gets I just rough. wanted my dog. That's all I asked for in <laughs> either of my divorces. Um, right. 
so I had found a list of 23 effects of, of what, when people go through divorce and some of it's relevant, some of it's kind of like, Oh, okay, whatever. Um, one of the things that's in here is that you won't have to compromise as much as you'd expect. Um, do you guys feel like in your situations you had to compromise more than you thought or less? I think you have that initial compromise when you're splitting things. Cause you have to compromise there. You know, yeah. you have to come to an agreement that, okay, you're going to get this, I'm going to get this, and then we're going to split this. Um, I think that can be a huge compromise at the time. Um, so if you're talking long-term compromise, I don't see it being a long-term thing, but in the moment, the immediate compromise that you have to do whenever it comes to what's yours, what's mine, what's ours. Mm -hmm. um there's a huge compromise there joe i think with my first marriage my major compromise that i felt that i compromised way more than i wanted to was with again it was with our son um because she kind of just railroaded that whole kind of that deal and set things up the way she wanted them to be and set it up so that, you know, she makes all the decisions on everything and when I can see him and when I can't see him and all this legal mumbo jumbo. Um, so I compromised a lot more than I wanted to with that. I really got the short end of the stick in that scenario. Mm -hmm. As far as stuff, we didn't really own anything together. I didn't really have anything that I wanted. And then with the second marriage, I don't really think other than what I brought into it, like my stuff, like when we had met and like I said, the dog, I didn't really, I was very cooperative with that. Like I, you know, I was way willing to compromise just to get it over with. I just wanted it to be done. Like you take what you had and I take whatever I had and whatever else, like, I don't care. I don't care about the furniture. I don't care about the, whatever. I don't care. Take it. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's kind of the opposite on both in, in one versus two. Yeah. I mean, we're in that process now, cause obviously we're still in the same place. So right now everything is just, you know, where it hit, where it is, you know, um, yeah. that'll change at some point, you know, we're lucky in the sense that we have things, you know, we've, we bought a bigger home. So we ended up having to get, you know, furniture for the upstairs and we had furniture from the old house for the downstairs. So we'll figure that out once it happens. Those things, yeah, Those a lot of things, what's that said <laughs> so a lot of it's really heavy a lot of it's really heavy yes um but like yeah i mean it's uh you know those are all weird things you got to think about is that that compromise of um what you might think and what you may not and you know some people feel um that they you know maybe didn't have to compromise as much um another thing in here it talked about was a clean break is it harder than it sounds well i think in our situations a clean break break isn't realistic in well maybe in, in, in like not all of our situations, but in a majority, um, a clean break wasn't possible because there's children involved and you have to have that interaction. Um, you know, I, I can't really speak to the clean break part of it in a relationship. Sure. Clean in breaks. Marriage is, is different. Yeah. I think it's harder to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it can be a big relief. I yeah, think yeah. you get to that point at some point. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Because I mean, if you guys are living miserably together, yeah, and then you get out of that, it's a relief. It's yeah. a man. I'm. I get off work. I'm going to go home, and I'm not going to go home to a fight. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody else's perspective is on it. I've been divorced twice, and both times it was two of the best things that have ever happened to me in my life. Because, mm -hmm. like you said, you spend you're wasting each other's time. If you can't grow together, you're dying together, you know? So yeah. I waste each other's time. I don't like, I see what you're saying. And I agree. I don't know if I would call it the best things. I would say that it was a learning experience. I would say that it was, I I'm a firm believer in things happen for a reason. Um, mm -hmm. I am not regretful at all from my relationship, my marriage. Um, you know, I got a lot of good things out of it. And luckily she is not a horrible person. So, you know, there's that part of it, you know, uh, but I would definitely say that it was a learning experience and something that I will, you know, carry with me so that I don't repeat certain things that happen in it. Uh, 
You may feel sorry for your spouse. Did anybody ever feel that way? Um, yes and no. <laughs> no, uh, I, yes and no. That's a hard question, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a, um, from a humanity standpoint, I mean, you as much empathy or compassion as you have for like your fellow person, you know, but, um, sorry, low battery there. A lot of times in relationships, there's a lot of resentment and bitterness built up there, you know, yeah. so it might take you a really long time to feel sad about that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put eight and nine together. One eight is uh, you lose some friendships and then nine is, but other friendships may grow. Uh, I'm going to. Oh, Uh oh, where did Timmy go? Timmy gone. Timmy like, was like, I'm going to leave. Thank you. So he was going to put eight and nine together. I apparently eight. I don't have a copy of the list in front of me. I don't have a copy of the list either. Hopefully Tim will be back. But, I know. Um, so one thing that I, that I wanted to, to bring up and we can talk about this whenever Timmy comes back, if he does, he should. Um, how, how do you think a, a non-traditional relationship handles a breakup like that like a divorce or like a yeah. you know um non-traditional i mean i guess i would say the same as any other relationship you know yeah yeah uh, they're gonna argue about the same kind of stuff it's gonna hopefully you know and it's like i said earlier it doesn't have to be in such and oftentimes that's why it gets to such a petty place or such a you know volatile state when you're breaking up with someone and they're out for blood it's it's oftentimes over stuff or money or you know material shit so i think you know all couples fight about that kind of stuff or most couples do yeah i mean i i feel that a relationship is a relationship right period um you know they throw around the whole oh well a traditional marriage or you know, we've proven that 72 or 70 some percent of people in a quote, quote, traditional, there's Timmy, uh, in a traditional relationship. Lots of coffee today. Sorry. Work. <laughs> you know, so. We thought so, Timmy was gone. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> uh, I'm disgusted by <laughs> um, Look at this banana. It's delightful. Oh, a little squishy. squishy. Sorry, the anxiety thing. Looks a little soft. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, you know, one of the things that I thought about this, because there are certain situations, right, that have that have kind of played out differently in this. Um, Jude, I think you're frozen. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we'll see if Jude gets back in. But I, yeah, I think he froze. But um, it is it is a weird balance, this whole thing with the friendship stuff. Uh, you know, you have to be very careful because you know, certain friends may feel some kind of way about a situation then. And, and that makes it hard to kind of interact a little bit. And um, it, it can be, it can be shady at times because you don't know how people feel about something. And then all of a sudden it comes out and then there's issues. So I think personally um, at times you know, you have to kind of swallow your pride and maybe, you know, talk it out with people. Um, I, I'm without giving too much detail. I think, you know, Joe, your second situation, you know, we, there was a lot of discussion and compromise that had to happen in order to kind of realize like, look, we're, you know, we're not going to stop being friends with someone. Um, because of this situation that that's between you and them. Right. Um, so, you know, there's certain, it's just, there's a certain way to handle it, but yes, I definitely feel like I get you know, one or the other. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, and, and they, I always said that, you know, the, that situation in particular, you guys tried to interact in the same circles. Right. It just didn't work out. You know, there was just, this was not a 
bit. Not in the cards, right? And that's okay. <laughs> you know, we can we can right. maneuver that. It's okay. There's there wasn't a problem with that, and you know, we tried to make sure that that was going to be okay. And um, you know, it is what it is. But uh, it's definitely that is definitely one that I think about a lot is about the friendships part. You know, for your so your friend circles, right? Right. If you're with somebody long enough, you you know you're hanging out with the same people consistently. It affects your friend, your immediate friendships. Gotcha. Looks like Jude left Lost Power. Jude and Megan lost power, so um, oh, he's, he's working his way back on. But they were working on the water we're heater. So let's move to the next here. So uh, you will have more time to yourself. Well, you definitely have more of that. Yes, that yeah. could be good and bad. <laughs> you have a whole lot more of that. And exactly, it depends on where your mental state is at. You know, yes. um, that could be a really good thing for you. It could be a really bad thing for you. Yeah. Um, mine happened during a time where I was also unemployed. So I was in the middle of looking for a job and it happened. And it was like, I have all this dead air time during the day where my anxiety was going through the roof because it was all I could think about was what was yeah. happening and yeah, what's going to happen. Where, yeah, yeah. Right. My brain just yeah. kept going into overdrive with it, you know, alone with your thoughts. Right. And there's nothing truer than that. Um, and then, you know, as time went on, Hey, he's back. There we go. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I mean, you froze and I was no. like, what happened? He's <laughs> they had to cut the power off here at the house I, like i said they're putting in our new hot water heater right right so yeah could have warned it was like surprise we're turning power off <laughs> i was in the dark i'm like hot water heater. what the um, hell for hot water doesn't need to be heated yeah, yeah. <laughs> you must want power? a cold water heater now we're going to take your hot water away and your power yeah Good fuck. <laughs> you know Laura Ingalls is coming in here. Right. You know? Yeah. Jude, you are now Amish. You got the beard. You're ready. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, we're we're talking about the the next one, which was uh you will have more time to yourself. And both Joe Joe and I agreed. And I said I had a lot of time to myself to sit and think about how miserable my life was at that moment. <laughs> yeah. And and like I said, it it you know, we've said it before is you you sit there you think about everything that's going to happen and, and you're like son of a yeah you know, it, it, good it it's I know for myself you you think about everything things that you never thought of in your in your marriage and then the the bad part about that is then you start thinking what could I have done differently or how could I have reacted here or what could I have fixed there or you know, maybe that one time whenever we were talking about going out and I made a big deal that I didn't want to go to this place. We got into a fight. Is that what was the, you know, straw that broke the camel's back? You know, you start thinking about stuff like that. And, yeah. and with that, you start putting the blame on yourself. You know, it's like, well, this is my fault or I did this or I shouldn't mm -hmm. have done that, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Neither of which are worth any good. The rearview mirror, your car is so small because you're not supposed to be focused there. You know what I mean? We get in such a shitty state and feeling bad about ourselves and, and, and just obsessed with blame, even if it's of ourselves, like you said. And, you know, when we're making, we're not resourceful. So when we're in that shitty state, like you said, you're left alone with your thoughts. You're left alone to your own devices. You're you're not thinking the best thoughts. And you get stuck in that loop of anxiety where all you do is overthink everything. And you get stuck mm -hmm. in your head and it's not a good place to be. You know, it's, it's, if we're not, we're not using that time to think about how we can move forward, push forward, grow as people, how we're able to take this and turn it into a lesson on how to do better because we feel like shit. Mm -hmm. the, you know, some of us get stuck in a really dark place. I've been there. It sucks. Yeah. I'm, I feel very fortunate that I have a lot of good friends and family that were consistently checking in on me and just saying, how you doing? And yeah. just, you know, even if it was a stupid meme, you know, something that Sometimes it makes all the difference. Me, yeah. It may help me escape for that couple minutes or whatever. Um, and just feel a little bit better about the situation. So you yeah. know, kudos the to little, you guys. Cause you were little, those friends, but you know, and Megan and Bromlin and, and uh, you know, um, just a bunch of different people that kind of contributed and uh it's it, it was nice to have that so little dopamine hits yeah, we got yeah. You, boo. that's <laughs> i know i knew you did <laughs> um 
I skipped a bunch of them because there was a it's stuff actually we already talked about like co-parenting and kind of stuff like that. One of the ones um, we kind of touched on it, but it, it it's true. Your relationship with your ex might actually be better than when it was married. And, you know, you, you talked to that, you know, your relationship was much better. Um, and I yeah. feel like that could easily happen with Amanda and I, like, I think we will be good friends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my ex and I, like I said, we have a better relationship now than we did when we were married. Absolutely do her and Megan. And that's, that, that was a godsend was that Megan and her got along. Yeah. Um, they get along phenomenally. They talk more than I talk to her, <laughs> you know, they text back and forth and talk and stuff like that and go to different they used to go to the events together and I wasn't even there, Right, you know, and they were, they were together. Yeah. They have a great relationship now. And, you know, that's, I, I'm very fortunate. That's not everybody else's case. Um, and like I said, I'm very fortunate for that. So I think it all depends in time. Like it, you know, initially me and my first ex-wife, we didn't have the greatest relationship. And I mean, it's not, you know, all sunshine and rainbows now, but we've come a long time in 13 years. We've come a long way. Um, so we're able to communicate and co-parent a lot more effectively than we were in like year two or year three, you know. So listen, you, might, learning. you might hate the other person, but you love your kids, right? Right. Your your business partners. Right. Period. Right. That's all it is. It's all because <laughs> you're co-parenting and making it work for the kids. Yeah. Even if it didn't work for you. Right. Um, some of these other ones are stuff we've already discussed. So I'm just going to kind of, I want to ask a question and talk a little bit about the stigma of divorce. You know, um, you know, we, when we were growing up and Joe, I know that our age differences is there, but I can't, I would still say that even when you were younger, you know, I feel like up until probably the last 10 years or so, Divorce was looked at as like an, an ugly thing, right? Like, oh my God, you couldn't make yep. a marriage work. Like, yeah, you know, um, I remember that very clearly. It was it was awkward for me to tell friends, like, oh, my mom and dad are divorced, or my dad doesn't live with me because my mom and dad, whatever. And I felt not ashamed. Well, maybe, maybe I did. I don't know. But um, you know, I, feel I like felt divorce started popping off in our childhood era, the 80s, the 90s, you know. Right. Um, but how, like, think about before that, how many people stayed in a relationship because they thought it was the right thing to do. Like, yeah. I gave my vows before God or before the judge. And, you know, that's, I have to follow those through instead of really making sure that you are are happy. How do you, how do you think that it is now perceived as compared to what it was before? I think it's people run into marriage so readily nowadays, more so than ever before. Um, you know, you have your Ric Flair's of the world. I mean, shit, I've, you know, I've had two rounds myself, um, but people just run so quickly into these relationships and these marriages. And then, you know, they end up divorced and the, and the divorce rates are skyrocketing. It's just kind of become, it's mainstream. It's like Pepsi or Coke. It's, it's, it is, it is what it is. Blended. Like I said, with those rates, blended families now, more kids are living in blended families than they are traditional style families. You know what I mean? I don't mean that in a, a negative way, but I think it's less of a, you know, shock yeah. and awe than, you know, there's no shock value to it anymore. Yeah. Because marriage, yeah, marriage is, is not really worth much to a lot of people anymore. You know, nobody takes like the level of gravity to it that they did in previous eras. So is that a problem though? Uh, it like, depends. Think... On, I guess it depends on what's important to you and and what kind of beliefs you have and and how much value you hold in in marriage. And I guess I guess what marriage is to you. I guess, I guess everybody kind of you know you get to decide the meaning of that. So I don't want to say you know for one particular person or another. Mm -hmm. For me, it's not a problem. For me, I, like I said, my my free trial marriage, uh, my free trial of marriage has ended, and I won't be <laughs> renewing anytime soon. So, it, you know, for me, it doesn't make much of a difference. But I thought I you were going in the opposite direction there, Joe. Be like, I can get married four more times. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Columbia House with the records. You know, <laughs> I got six of them for a break for a while. I'm like, if I'm gonna keep up with the, the Nature Boy, I gotta pace myself. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, with, with divorce anymore, uh, in, in some cases or in a, in a lot of cases, it's expected. 
Right. You know, with with like, the, ah, I give know, it a year. Yeah, I give it this much, or I give it this, or you know. But there's a lot of people that the the problem I think in in a lot of cases is one or both are not willing to work on the relationship. And the problem is, is you know, relationships take work all the time, all the time. It's not you take your foot off the gas for a month or so, or, you know, well, we're at a good place right now. Let's go ahead and just fuck it. You know, you can't do that. It's constant work. It's constant. If you, you, if know, you act the same way in the, if you act the same way in the end of the relationship as you did in the beginning of the relationship, there won't be one. There won't be an end. Right. Right. It's, I, I want to yeah. look at it as kind of a perspective of not so much work because it is work, but I like to look at it as it's constant communication. Constantly right. have to be communicating with one another. Right, right. Because you can't just think to yourself, at no point in time should you be able to look at yourself in the mirror and go, um, my relationship has got to the point where I don't have to put anything into it. Right. I'm just coasting. Yeah, I'm coasting now. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you're relating, you're not giving, you're not sharing. You know, or I feel like I did my 80% in this relationship and the 20% is going to be on her now or him, you know, either way. Yeah. You can't do that. It's, mm -hmm. it's constant communication. It's constant working. It's you're a team. You're a team, you know, Megan and I say that all the time, you know, we make a great team. There's, you know, we'll get through it. We, we tell everybody, we tell each other that all the time, no matter what happens, we'll get through it one way or the other. We'll get through it. Yeah. it we might not get through it the way that we wanted to, or we might not get through it the way that we thought we were going to, but at the end of the day, we'll get through it. You know, we'll work on it. We'll get through it. We'll be better for it. Mm -hmm. um, my better for it might be different than what the world's better for it is. Mm -hmm. And that's okay too. You know, disappointment is okay. Failure is okay. But you, it's what you do coming out of it. You know, like, like Rocky said, you know, it, it's not how, what kind of punch you can take or how many punches you can take that knock you down. It's how you get back up and keep moving forward. You know, life is going to knock you down. It 1000% yeah. is going to punch you in the gut, knock you down. It's how you get up, dust yourself off and move forward. You know, if, if I, if I lay on that ground and dwell on what happened, I'm never going to advance. Mm -hmm. And that's how a relationship is. You have to keep rolling with the punches. You have to keep working on everything. Um, like I rely on Megan for a lot of things. And I know she relies on me for different things as well in our relationship, you know, and I've worked on myself and she's worked on herself and, and we understand each other's quirks and, and we build on, we build on that though, you know, um, we make a great team. We work on things and, you know, we, um, we listen. Like, you know, I say all the time, God gave you one mouth and two ears for a reason. He wants you to listen more than he wants you to speak. Mm -hmm. So whether whatever you believe in or whatever, but, you know, use your ears more than your mouth. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that uh, it takes work in, in order for a marriage to actually work. And I think that um, sometimes you don't always realize that it needed the work that it needed, which allows it to get out of control and then get to a place where it may not be recoverable. Mm -hmm. um, I don't walk out of my previous marriage with anything other than the fact that I had, I, I I'm taking ownership that I had a part in it uh, of it, not being the best that it could have been. And I feel that Amanda does the same. Um, and hopefully and that's we both, okay. Yeah. And I ho hopefully we both learn from it and we, you know, if we decide to put ourselves into another, you know, marriage later in life or whatever, that we can apply that and understand what we messed up on and how we need to get better at it. And um, you know, I'm ho I just, I don't want, I don't want the worst for her. And I don't feel like she wants the worst for me. I feel like, you know, we, um, we're going to learn from the situation. We're going to stay friends. 
um, and understand that, you know, in any relationship, whether if I decide to get married or not later down the road, she does, it's going to take time and understanding and, and discussion. So, yeah, you got to work on, you got to work on you coming out of it. Um, Cause that's what I, I, that's the first thing that I realized was, you know what? I take ownership. I take responsibility. Um, and I got to do some things, you know, yeah. there's some, there's some things about me that are broken that I need to fix. Um, and it took me some time, you know, you guys, you know, whenever Megan and I were, were just dating, everybody's, well, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? I got to work on some things, you know, I got to, I got some flaws that I know right now that that's just not in the cards for me. You know, we're, we're dating, we're in a relationship. We lived, we lived together. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it, you know? And then whenever I was, I wanted to make sure that 1000%, I'm ready for this. Mm -hmm. You know, this is what I want. This is good for us. We, you know, and like I said, even, even getting to that point, we still work on each other every day, Mm -hmm. you know, work on our relationship every day. Um, so yeah, yeah, it, it's a work in progress. You know, you you it's a continuous work in progress. Like I said, whenever you take your foot off the gas is whenever all that bad stuff can catch up to you. Yeah. You know, so. All right. Um, you know, was there anything else that you guys wanted to talk about? You know, I think I've asked a lot of a lot of questions to drive it. Is there anything specifically that you guys wanted to talk about or or ask or, you know, kind of I kind of brought it up with Joe and I, I've, I've been thinking a little bit more about it. Um, I, for myself, you know, we, we talk about traditional marriage or traditional relationships or anything like that. And I said this to Joe and I just get your take on this to me. Mm-hmm. I don't see any difference. A relationship is a relationship. A marriage is a marriage, you know, and you can throw your religion whatever you want to throw into this, you know, God mm-hmm. didn't believe in X, Y, Z. Um, keep reading that book, please. There's, there's more to it than that. Um, and I tell people that all the time and however you feel, that's how you feel. Um, but I've, I've read that book a little bit more and understand a little bit more. Uh, keep reading. There's more to it than just God said X, God said Y, God said Z. Um, sorry, get off my soapbox now. Um <laughs> A relationship is a relationship is a relationship, however you want to live your life. Um, If you want to live your life with somebody, doesn't matter who that person is. If they make you happy, God bless, be happy. If it makes Um, you happy. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. If it makes you happy, it can't be that bad. Um, But no, like. I, I, I hate the term traditional relationship or traditional marriage or traditional whatever. Um, you live how you want to live. If you're happy, be happy. If someone else wants to live their life the way that they want to live, do you be happy? Period. There shouldn't be a differentiation between well, there's a traditional relationship and then there's a non-traditional relationship. Um, there's just a relationship, period. I, I, and, and stop doing that. But do, Timmy, do you see any difference in a tradi- in how to handle how to handle a traditional relationship and a non-traditional relationship? I don't think so because you know, you're look, if I, if I'm in a relationship with somebody and I tell them, I get to a point where I can say to them, honestly, like, I love you. I I'm in love with you. I love you. You're all I want to be with. It shouldn't make a difference down the line. If we put a ring on it or, you know, (laughs) you know, sign paperwork that says that we're, you know, one now, even though technically speaking, emotionally, you might feel that way. Um, do I like the thought of marriage? Sure. I, I do. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I do like that. I, I you know, if it's, is it something that could happen to me, you know, a couple years, whatever, you know, down the road? Sure. I feel like I could easily get remarried again with the right person. And, um, 
but I don't think you need to. I think there can, you don't, there, nothing changes from that, from the day before when you said you love that person to the next day, all that it, all that it really changes, you can legally call them your husband or wife, or, you know, you now are, you know, financially burdened with each other's, you know, money problems or, or maybe not money problems, you know, everybody so, should be allowed to lose half their shit. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So, I mean, I think that, that, you know, I, I don't think in my mind, like I, I can tell you that I enjoyed the day that I got married. I often look back and think about the things that happened during the wedding and, and I, I smile. The tow truck them. was phenomenal. The tow truck was ready. great. There was a fight yeah. almost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, well, you, know, you were there. You remember? It was a good day. <laughs> that. That's it was a good crazy. day all around. I mean, it really it was. And um, but the next day didn't. I didn't feel any different. Um, I still, you know, at that point in time, obviously was in love with my wife, and you know that it, it still felt the same. You know, um, so it doesn't really make a difference. I think you don't have to be married in order to be in a relationship that means something. Um, if you're happy and in love, a piece of paper makes no difference. Right. Right. Exactly. So. Cool. All right. Um, do we want to wrap it up? Final sure. thoughts. Always. You should always. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored <Yeah>. by Trojan. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a fool. Wrap your tool. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> who wants who wants to go first? Go ahead, Joe. Uh, I think it's cool that we talked about the stigmas behind divorce and all that kind of stuff, because like I said, I think it's looked at totally different um, today, but I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answer to doing long-term relationships successfully the right way yet. Obviously I haven't been there. <laughs> Um, but I've learned a whole awful lot through trial and error and a lot of time and a lot of pain, uh, for me and other people. Um, yeah, I don't mean to undermine anyone else's pain either, uh, because I've caused other people some pain and, uh, by not having healed myself and not having grown. And I think the statistics, you know, being as high as they are and divorce rates being what they are and relationships being what they are, I think it's safe to say that the majority of us are doing relationships wrong, <laughs> or at least to some degree, and that we have a lot to learn. And I know I've learned a lot myself and that I have a lot left to learn. Uh, and I'm excited about that. So just want to encourage everybody to do the work. You got to heal yourself first before you're ever going to be able to contribute anything positive to a relationship and have it work. Mm. So keep that in mind, food for thought, keep being excellent to each other. Do you want me to go? Yeah, one again? Um, yeah I'll go. Um, so I think the, the main thing with any relationship is you have to be willing to put in the work. Um, you can't you can't just sit back and think that everything's going to be okay and not, not work. You know, um, you have to be able to listen to each other, give your honest opinion to each other and understand that whoever you're in a, in a relationship with they're they matter to you or you want to be in a relationship with them. Um, you have to, Sorry, my dog's just whining. Um, you you have to make each other better. That's that's at the end of the day, you make each other better together. Um, listen to each other, work on things. Be be able to listen more than you speak. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's important. Um, don't like I've said this before um hey gia uh zane's girlfriend gia is on um, hi <laughs> hi gia um so but no you have to be able to work on things you have to to listen stop weaponizing your children against each other though if there's children involved um be better than than that um like i said let your kids make their own decisions on stuff like this um that's important but 
always, always, always listen and be willing to to not only listen, but to process it before you talk. Um, sometimes that's all you need to do is listen. You don't need to respond to everything. Um, listen, and if if it, it comes to a point where someone says, you know, well, what do you think? Then talk, mm-hmm. you know, but um, relationships are awesome, man. They're awesome. I, I love the hell out of my wife. Um, she is, I am a better person because of her. And I would like to think that she's a better person because of me, you know, um, be a team, be a team now, you know, strive, strive to be better every single day mm-hmm. and work on your relationship every day. When you think your relationship is perfect is when you need to work on it the most because you're wrong. You're wrong. Um, but yeah, yeah. And hopefully, uh, hopefully people pick up some stuff from this and, and use it. And hopefully some of my friends that, that are out there that are being fucking morons understand <laughs> that they shouldn't be doing what they're doing, honestly. And if you're wondering if I'm talking about you, I'm probably talking about you. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but no, like I said, um, it, it takes work. It takes dedication. Uh, if you're not ready to dedicate your life to somebody or dedicate who you are to somebody, then you probably shouldn't be in a relationship. Mm. So, and yeah, yeah. Timmy? Yeah, I um, I kind of, you know, feel the same way that both you guys do as well. I mean, first off, I'm, I'm glad that we did talk about it because for me, it is still kind of brand new and, you know, the, the wounds are there, but healing. And, uh, you know, it, I think one thing that you just said, Jude, about being a team, that not only works, for, you know, if in a relationship, but in a situation like this too, it's important to be a team, especially if kids are involved, uh, mostly because kids are involved. Cause I think if there aren't most likely it's a clean break, you know, you're moving away mm-hmm. from that person and not having to worry about it, but um, you need to be that team coming out of that. And especially with kids involved. So, um, you know, keep that in mind, you know, the past is a past. There's nothing at this point that can change that. And you got to move on from it. And, see what else is out there in your life and, and, uh, you know, learn for what you can. And, um, you know, one of the things like Joe said about the stigma of it, don't, if it's happening to you, if it did happen to you, don't feel guilty about it. It's okay to fail. Like you said, Jude, it's okay to, to be disappointed in something, but it's how you come back from it. And that's, that's the key. Um, I have learned that, uh, you know, hardcore over the last few months, it's how I'm bouncing back and, what I, what I need in my life to be happy as well as, you know, Amanda's doing the same thing, trying to find things for her that, that make her feel happy and, and how she can continue to live her life after all this. And, um, it's not as bad as it sounds. It stinks. It's not ideal. It's not what we wanted, but it it's only, it's only as bad as you're going to make it. And if you can make it be a less negative situation, cause I can't say it's a positive situation, but if you can make it a less negative situation, then it, I think it, at the end of it, you come out feeling better about everything and being able to be that team. So um, I think that, you know, most of the time, most of the people that listen to us and, and watch us on Facebook, um, we're friends. And even if we're not, if you're going through something like that, like this, and you feel like you need to talk to somebody, have someone to relate to, we have all experienced it. So we're here for you. Reach out, talk to us, you know, I I hope that the people that we have been um, we have gone through these things with feel that we did not uh, overstep our bounds on what we talked about. And if we did, we apologize. Um, But I think we did a pretty good job at staying even keel with it and not relieving too much of the information. Start by asking yourselves better questions. You know, anybody who's listening, if life is happening for you and not to you, you got to ask from situations like that. What is the lesson here? Right. What, what's right. this trying to teach me? How can I grow from this? Mm-hmm. So, and I hope everybody keeps doing that. Yeah. Everybody should be able to grow in every situation. Yes. Um, I'm excited for what holds in my future. I'm excited what holds in you, your futures, because I know that, you know, Jude, you are consistently in that making this marriage work thing with Megan. And um, that's, you know, you're putting the work in and doing it, Joe, you're, 
you know, living your life in a, in a relationship with someone. And I feel like things are going well with that. And uh, you seem very happy when I see you. And, um, you know, I'm working on that for myself. And I feel good about where I'm at currently. Uh, and, you know, it's exciting to see what that would brings in in the future. And, uh, you know, to learn from what was in that past. So, um, you know, thank you for everybody listening. And, and uh, hopefully, again, like Jude said, you know, you guys get something out of this conversation and understand that, you know, you're not alone. And if you're going through something, hopefully we gave you maybe some pointers on what you can work on to not be afraid to have conversations and, and to work through those issues if, if it's something you can still save. So uh, hopefully that works out. But um There you have it, everybody. Part one of We Need to Talk. Uh, we are super excited to be back uh, for season three. Um, this is our first episode, and uh, we decided to tackle a pretty touchy subject sometimes. Uh, whether it's divorce, separation, or just relationships in general ending, we all know that it does have an effect on us uh, as human beings, and um, we have to be mindful of you know, the other parties that are involved in these uh these subjects that we talk about because we've all uh, experienced it or are currently experiencing it. So, um, you know, we, we, uh, we tried to do the best as we could to make sure that we didn't uh, cross any lines or, you know, uh, hurt any feelings or, or make it seem like one way or the other, this is how it happened. Uh, it was more just a discussion. It's just something we know that is, is it happened and it's happened to all of us. And it's, uh, you know, it's happening out there in the world in a pretty high rate, as we talked about in the very beginning with, with the you know how it's really kind of affecting people but um overall i think it went pretty well we're pretty excited about the second part of this where we get into a little bit more of like the stigma and uh you know kind of finish up where we left off with uh like the different effects and different things that we may not think about with it but um yeah uh pretty excited about it we're excited to be back we want to thank everybody for listening please remember that you can check us out on any of the um places you listen to your favorite podcasts like here on Spotify or possibly here on Apple Podcast or Google or iHeartRadio or Amazon, please take a listen. Uh, we have tons of upper episodes, two seasons worth now. Um, and I think you'll find something you probably enjoy, whether it's one of our episodes where we joke around a little bit and make it a little lighter or one of these episodes where we talk about something that's pretty serious and um, try to you know put our take on it. So, um, you know, get us out there, spread the word, share. Uh, like it, tell everybody about it. Uh, you know, you want you want some merch? Let us know. We'll make it happen. Um, we'll get it to you. But uh, uh, yeah, we're we're pretty excited to be back, and uh, we hope you guys enjoy the episode. And we'll see you next week with part two of uh, We Need to Talk.